Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to On Your Mental. This is the podcast where we share candid, open, and sometimes vulnerable conversations between men, talking about whatever's on our minds. If you're not already, make sure that you're subscribed, or if you're listening, make sure that you follow on either Spotify or iTunes. That way you know when each new episode comes out. Uh, Because I'm kind of going back on my word a little bit here. I'm not going to be doing the the every week for the next little bit. I just want to make sure I'm getting like quality episodes out to everyone, and I'm feeling like I'm just stretching my time a little bit too thin. Uh, But anyways, thank you for coming back. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Uh, This week I have my friend JJ on. JJ and I have been friends for a very long time, uh, all the way through high school pretty much. And yeah, we we had to talk about tattoos, talk about different upbringing under different cultures, and how we've both talked about or experienced mental health growing up in our lives. Uh, So yeah, I thought it was a good conversation and I hope you all enjoy. And I will be sure to see you all next time whenever that might be not necessarily next week but maybe we'll see but for now see ya enjoy peace i don't know we more and more people are getting tattoos yeah you know more and more people are actually doing it and Mm -hmm. so that stigma for us is shifting away yeah but still people who are in positions of power or in charge they might still have that stigma so there's still a bit of reservation i'm sure for people about getting tattoos Mm -hmm. right which is too bad because they're nice thanks look fucking sexy dude it's not done yet yeah but it fucking hurt yeah how long did the you went for a second session on that i went uh back to back 12 hours like six six? Yeah, six six. Six six six. Should have gone for a third. Six six six, I would have never came back. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think that would be interesting to talk about. Yeah. We could definitely draw some comparisons there. Yeah. And just opens a board with talking about our tattoos. For know? sure, man. <laughs> well, hey man. I think we all have like you and I share like a good unique amount of tattoos you know they all have Mm -hmm. a story right yeah well i'm curious about yours then so i'll I'll ask about that yeah of course you know it's not common that someone would get a dragon and be able to like talk about it but yeah i'm confident in talking about it cool man myth legend yeah there's legend (laughs) legal legend there's legend behind it fuck dude Uh, okay yeah uh well in that case then like we'll we'll get started with on your mental so welcome to on your mental jj thanks Thank for you. coming in i appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh to come and talk about stuff and let's start with that then talk about your tattoos and what they mean to you because i honestly don't know so i'm kind of i'm kind of curious it's a really good question <laughs> i mean which one do you want me to talk about first let's then, do the the fresh let's do the fresh yeah let's fresh go like meat. newest to oldest yeah so i got a i got a dragon on my arm mm-hmm it's uh looks just, sick just show the... oh yeah take it off man take it all off mm. uh, dude that actually no. looks really like i haven't gotten yeah, a good I, look at okay, it yet i wish i could just like i should just went sleeveless hey no no I'm it's not too joking. late take it all off but uh yeah it's a dragon wow um and it's all it all works alongside my arm here um there's like this chinese legend about the koi brave enough to swim up the waterfall becomes mm. a dragon really yeah it's a it's an ancient legend you know i, I butchered it a little bit sure <laughs> but you know long story Simplified. short it, it's like a symbolization of you know overcoming things mm. you know persevering into being something more than what you are and you know i'll never be a dragon sure but metaphorically it's something to chase yeah you know you always want to have like a greater goal i guess yeah 
And I guess this is just a big reminder, fucking expensive reminder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every time you look down. <laughs> every time I look down, I'm just like, fuck. Fuck, I'm broke again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know, we just got to draw, like, inspiration wherever you can. Yeah. And the koi is, you know, swimming upstream, mm-hmm. you know, kind of symbolizes going against the status quo, you know? I like that, man. It's... uh. On the surface, everyone just thinks it's a fucking cool tattoo, which it is, yeah. no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, it's but, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, there's definitely like a story behind it, and mm. I think there's a story behind behind everyone's tattoos. You know, you always can yeah. you, like draw a line there, and just when you see someone with you know a tattoo, you can like relate to them because it draws a story about them. You know, That's it's true. A personality. That's true. I think I would guess that most people's like first tattoos, especially, have meaning. Oh yeah, you no know? doubt and about it. Because I, I guess from my own experience getting tattoos, and I'm sure you thought this too. Like before you got your first one, it was kind of like, okay, this one has to mean something. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah what was what was your first one again? Was it my first one? Was this one? <laughs> and now that I say that, this didn't fucking like mean anything. My first one Bang. was the word uh, honesty in Arabic. And the reason why I got it was because I don't know why this was in grade 12. Grade 12. That, that was G as fuck. Getting a when tattoo. When you get a tattoo in high school, that holy. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But I remember Bad I was pissed. Ass. The, the story of me getting it was like I was, it was my birthday. Yeah. And my mom dragged me to Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of I all places to go because she was doing like stuff with her HR work there. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you should come see the nation's capital. Blah, blah, blah. And so we went and I missed my own birthday party. <laughs> I remember getting like FaceTimed or whatever, and you guys were like flipping me off, going, (laughs) fuck you, happy birthday. Long story short, he was in Ottawa. We hosted a birthday party without him. For me. (laughs) We got got tanked, and we FaceTimed Ruben. We're all smashed. We're just giving him the the, the middle (laughs) finger, and he's just looking at us like, fuck. It felt so bad, and I loved it. But for full context, obviously, our friend Kevin, he has the exact same birthday as me, same age, same everything. Um, so it was his birthday party too, but I was bummed because I missed it. But at least I got a tattoo, so that was like yeah. my compensation from my mom. Yeah. She knew I was like not a hundred percent happy to be there, yeah. you know. Uh, so she paid for the first tattoo. Yeah. She was just like approving of it and everything, and she like let me get it. And then, um, was, yeah, I got it at the time just because I liked the way that yeah. it looked. I had seen like a bunch of Arabic writing, yeah, in other tattoos when I was looking up like tattoo inspiration. I was like, oh, I'll just get an Arabic tattoo. <laughs> I don't speak Arabic. My name is Jewish. I'm not <laughs> Jewish. Like that's a horrible thing, and it's actually created a problem at least once. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of a weird tattoo oh, to I have. Thought about that. Yeah, Ruben's Jewish. Oh I'm my not Jewish. god, I'm no, not Jewish. The, the name well, though. My name Joel or Joel mm. is actually Hebrew as well. Mm. I'm I'm Filipino. Yeah, you're not Jewish. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, here we are, huh? step bros. Yeah, step bros. Um, we actually are. Yeah, that was my step first bros. Um, for those who don't know, I know it's hard to tell the difference because, um, you know he's, um, but we are <laughs> we are step bros. <laughs> man, one uh, I don't. We'll save that story for a different yeah. episode. But that's a funny story, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. I will. I gotta find the picture. Yeah, I know. I gotta the, find we, the picture. I, know uh, it's I got the this guy. Somewhere. The movie step. Who would I was always gonna ask? You know, who? If we do, were yeah, who would be Dale Dobek and who would be a uh, Brendan Brendan Huff? Brendan Huff. Dude, I would be Brendan Huff. 
Of Dale Dobek? Yeah. Dale Dobek's one, this house is built in uh, 1812. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my drum set. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to be him. He's like a little bit angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always. <laughs> fucking hell. Man, such a good movie too, dude. Um, anyway, Shark Week. Yeah. <laughs> Planet bullshit. Uh, <laughs> fuck. This is go- Can't get past this one. Um, what made you like end up looking at that story then for your tattoo? Like, where did you find that story of the, yeah, the boy turning into a dragon? Hell, that's a good question. Um, you know, I've always wanted a sleeve, mm. and I always, you know, I always try to draw inspiration, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And there are some that you know have meaning, but when I was googling some, the coin one really stood out. I don't want to say I, I like zodiacs or anything but i am a pisces i'm a pisces pisces too. this is a fish mm. kind of lined up but uh sorry the whole story about it just really meant a lot i guess mm-hmm. you know i i don't want to say that i came up from nothing but i would say that i guess my story i mean not really you felt st- like you could relate to it yeah no 100 mm. percent. i think there's a lot more that i haven't experienced yet that yeah. i want to for sure and it just you know i message my tattoo part i'm like yo let's do this <laughs> well dude man you found yeah. a good artist too because it does look really good yeah um but yeah i, I guess from me knowing you right I, yeah. I get that where you might draw sort of mm-hmm. connections with that story yeah of it's it's a story of growth i guess essentially yeah. right yeah. growth and trials tribulations working through things and yeah just being challenged but coming out of it better yeah yeah i think success you know even though we haven't really reached that paramount yeah it's never really a straight road mm-hmm. and you know i think that's something that you gotta learn the hard way mm-hmm. no matter what you do you just gotta keep keep on swimming mm-hmm. keep swimming <laughs> Confining yeah. Nemo, 42 wallaby p sherman <laughs> p sherman 42 wallaby way sydney um <clears throat> Maybe well, I'll ask you then, since yeah. we're still talking about tattoos for now. Yeah. What's your family's take on your tattoos? Because I, Fine. saying how my first one, my mom paid for my yeah. first one. So obviously she's been okay with these. Yeah, I know. I think um, I kind of eased my mom into it because the first one was obviously a memorandum of, mm-hmm. you know, someone who meant a lot to me who passed away. Um, so she didn't really have any objections. You know, it was just something for me to remember her for yeah and it's a good gesture yeah i mean i i think placement means a lot so i that's why i made sure it was close to my heart mm-hmm. fucking hurt but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it was it was definitely worth it and i i don't regret it being my first piece mm-hmm. probably my most favorite one even though i have a sleeve yeah like i i'd still think that this one means the most to me um i also do have one below my neck it's also a japanese proverb wait what just right here you don't you haven't you've never seen it because it's in the proverb. It's uh, are you it's, serious? You yeah, have a tattoo on the- I have one on the back <laughs> on the back of my Why neck. Like re- like, it's hidden so you can't see it in a dress shirt. Yeah, but if I were to take it off, it'd be there. That's uh, really cool, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a proverb called hone. It's uh, it basically means one's true identity, one that's hidden among society and only shown with its closest confidence. Some some sort of definition along the lines, but it's basically me like pretending or well, not pretending but fitting into the society's norm of what i'm expected to be sure 
So that's cool, man. Right? I didn't, why did I not know that you have that? Should I have known that you had that? Have I uh, seen I mean, it? Before? I never really showed anyone. What the fuck, man? That's yeah. cool. That's really it's cool. It's on my Visco, which I'm famous on, but I'm not, <laughs> famous I'm not, on Visco. I'm famous on Visco, but I'm not showing my Visco. That's cool, man. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So then the rest of that. So I guess if your mom and everything appreciated mm-hmm. the first one, were they yeah. okay with the rest of this? Are they okay with this now, the full sleeve? Uh, uh, you know, she wasn't happy. Yeah. But. I'm not gonna not have a complete tattoo. Yeah. So once I got it done, it was just that's like, the way I feel about these right yeah, now, man. It's like, like, mom, they're not finished. Would you rather have a son with a full sleeve or like not one that's not done? You know, you gotta you gotta complete it. This is so, a better look, mom. I swear. Yeah. I swear. Like, you gotta you gotta trust the process. But um, you know, I I think she she got over it over time. Mm. I think she understood. You know, after I started progressing more into my career, that she kind of realized that tattoos well originally the reason why my mom didn't want me to get tattoos is because it's normally stigmatized especially in you know older generations as you know someone is being a thug Mm. or you're not really going to go for far corporately yeah you can't really progress because you know you have a tattoo it's not professional Mm -hmm. but i think it's definitely it's definitely shifted it's shifting quite a bit yeah sure yeah yeah i think there's a I think most new companies now, I know that you've worked with like, you've worked with at least one startup, right? Yeah. Or I mean, the com- similar to a startup in your company past? I'm working for right now, it's, uh, it's, a, it's technically a startup, but it's, uh, it got bought out by, mm-hmm. you know, multinational company. Uh, so it still has that startup vibes, but dude, it's, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. But, but places like that for people yeah, who are younger, like us, like people yeah, don't, don't care don't anymore about tattoos. Yeah. yeah. No most workplaces now are pretty like accommodating yeah. to it. Um, do you feel like there's any kind of like cultural difference between that stigma that you're talking about between tattoos? Because personally, I haven't felt that just because mm-hmm. my mom didn't care. At first, she was like, the yeah. one thing she was upset about, she was never caring about like it making you look like a thug or anything yeah. like that. She saw it as like, oh, my baby's getting scarred up. Like, I don't want my baby to look like this. Like, why would you do this? But then True. like she started to appreciate it. She eventually got her own. Like we got this one yeah, matching in Japan, the family one. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, she's you, clearly on would board. Would you say that's your most meaningful one? Uh, I would say the ones of like relation to my mom are my most yeah. meaningful ones. So for people watching and listening, I have a tattoo on my left bicep here that says family in Japanese. And then I have my mom's birthday in like negative space and then her favorite flowers along my arm. Like those I guess would be yeah. to me the most I mean, important. It, it yeah. all ties in. Like it has like relationships with each other, right? Yeah. 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 Like the thing is though, like mine, what I love about your tattoos is it's intentional in the way that you've created this story yeah. and it's like one large piece. Mine are multiple things that just happen to eventually fit together. Yeah, like it still draws it to. together and connects, yeah. right? I tried to make a theme. Like there's two skulls over here and yeah. like rows and stuff, but yeah. 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 But anyways, um, yeah, I feel like sometimes there might be a little cultural difference in the way that people look at tattoos, but for me, I haven't felt it. So, yeah, I mean, you can kind of like draw it as, I guess, traditionally, mm. you know, there's a lot of traditions in Asian culture that are passed along. Tattoo culture, I guess, really was passed along because even in some countries, it's super unethical to have one. Mm. I think Japan. I mean, Japan, they just recently yeah. made it like legal for tattoo artists to be tattoo artists. Yeah. I remember um, like yeah, something along the lines like, license. yeah, they needed to have a medical license. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. That's crazy. Like compared to here, <laughs> like, like you can do walk-in tattoos yeah. here, you know? 
You have to do um, a so triple bypass crazy. surgery before you can do it. <laughs> before you can tattoo. <laughs> um, let's go to just the the story then. That yeah. relation that you drew. Yeah. Right. Where for you, you connected with the idea of going through essentially struggle, going mm-hmm. against this current. Yeah. Um, and coming out better. Why do you relate to that? Like, what's that been like for you in your life? Where have you felt uh, that? Where do I begin, man? <laughs> I think, you know. I guess there was like a period of my life where I felt kind of lost. A mm. um, couple, maybe a year, year and a half ago. Um, I don't know. I just, there was someone that I met and, you know, over time that relationship grows and and stuff and you, you eventually become best friends with that person. Sure. And then I guess, you know, one day, something happens and um there's a kind of a void left for you and uh i think that the biggest struggle was trying to be that same person that i was mm-hmm. and i guess i kind of filled it up with going out a lot you know doing a lot of reckless stuff sure because i guess i couldn't really it was hard for me to really talk about it so i found any kind of outlet right whether it be going out where you Dude. wouldn't have to talk about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, you know, I think you and I are both pretty emotional. Mm. I'd say we're both around the emotional, one of the highest ones there, but yeah. we, the way we express it is a little different. Very different. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're very calm, mm. you know, grace under pressure kind of stuff. For sure. You know, if I were to be honest, like I don't think I handle emotion very well. And it kind of just boils up and yeah, adds up into up me a until, bit, yeah. until one day I just explode and I say some things to some people, you know, it's not something I'm very proud of, but, you know, it's, just, it's all about taking accountability, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I take full responsibility of what I've done, but, you know, I think that was really just the biggest speed bump. Sure. <laughs> it was the biggest sure. speed bump for me was trying to find that, that balance again. Mm. And, you know, I thought it would be a good time to get that tattoo, mm-hmm. you know, as a reminder to myself that, you know, things like this are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to really find out what you want to do there. Mm-hmm. Like, do you keep going down this path where you're blown up <laughs> <laughs> or do you do that? Go against the current. You know, that's a really mean? good question. Sometimes it's Okay to you know go with the flow Mm. i think there comes a time in your life where you got to realize that you know it's okay to feel sorry for yourself but you know feeling sorry for yourself won't get you anywhere yeah won't get you anywhere so you got to really make it to yourself that you want to change right yeah and i think that's something that i really wanted to do um i know it was something that i had to tell myself you know something you got to learn no one's gonna tell it to you, right? You mm-hmm. gotta learn it. So, I think that's. I think that there's um there there can be like people sometimes will tell someone you know that mm-hmm. you, like you got it like correct what you're doing and yeah. like get better here. But it doesn't matter how much someone tells you something until you come to that same yeah. realization yourself. You're not gonna act on it. Yeah. Right. There's um I don't remember where I heard it, but it's the idea of where you're talking to someone. Yeah. And let's say, let's say someone did something bad let's i'll i'll use like um 
someone got like really hammered or something like that and you're like no 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 yeah. you shouldn't like you never drink again don't do anything like that again and then they go like yeah you're right you're right when they say you're right that's just dismissing it yeah you know what i mean yeah. they're not actually at they're, that they're same point with the you they're trying to end out. the conversation yeah, yeah, yeah to, get to get out, out. of that yeah. and so i guess that's kind of the same idea or same concept where unless it's your idea you're not gonna yeah. move forward with it it's inception <laughs> people know? aren't willing to change unless they want to do it themselves mm-hmm. and i think i think myself that's something that i do too you know of course if i'm gonna learn i gotta learn the hard way yeah you know and it's gotta do something it's not gonna be fun but gotta do it right mm-hmm. but yeah i know i know that was around the same time that i got the first piece mm-hmm. and then i just kept on going yeah but uh yeah, I guess I can hit you with a hot take here. Sure, sure. <laughs> now we're on this topic. Do you think you can truly get over someone? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Um, hot take, eh? Well, to me, yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, to me, getting over somebody, it's not... Like, I don't like to view it that way. I think I yeah. kind of talked about it like that with Kabir. Yeah. I don't like to view it it's as, like the memories as getting over. never leave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you're just allowing the relationship to take different form. That's all. And That's recognizing really that it's it. not, like, it's not what it was. It's not what you thought it was anymore. Yeah. Things are different because you're changing. You're changing that person, whoever that person may be, is changing. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's kind of like my opinion on it. People change with memories, don't. P- yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Man, speaking yeah. of memories, this is completely off topic. We'll come back to this. Yeah. Uh, today I was listening to J Cole's album. You remember listening to Note to Self, like the final track, the one that's like, it's like nine, nine minutes, minutes long. long. We just, he would just never goes off. Yeah. Fuck. Elite, elite, elite. <laughs> Driving back from SFU, man. Bad. That reminds me of. Like, do you get like? nostalgic feelings from songs oh absolutely like you'll i yeah. can tie a song to a moment yeah exactly mm-hmm. and it sometimes when you listen to that song it's almost hard it brings you back there. yeah 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 chasing summer 2018 <laughs> which song <laughs> that's that's a dangerous road to go down it starts playing in your head dude for me there's one song and it's so stupid that i can't listen to it um lollipop by lil wayne what the f- i can't listen to it because in <laughs> elementary school <laughs> yeah that one in elementary school i got like bullied by this dude in my school and at the time like that was the song i was listening to like i was listening to a lot of lil wayne and like like i associate that era of lil wayne with just like being scared like i was scared <laughs> to walk home and shit um damn yeah dude ridiculous uh-huh. let's go back to um that that idea of the whole tattoo, the yeah. the concept of working through emotion like that. Yeah. You talked about a stigma earlier. Yeah. So you talked about a stigma around tattoos. Yeah. To me, and I guess we've talked about this a little bit as well. Yeah. For men, definitely there's a stigma around mental health. Mm-hmm. But even more so than that, I think that there's a, and I mean like a stigma of talking about mental health, right? Yeah. I think even more so as children depending on the household you're in there can be a stigma around that as well and there yeah, can be a stigma I, around how you experience talking i think about i, I wholeheartedly agree with you there yeah i think i think growing up you know culturally 
were obviously different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way I was Even raised... Even though we're bros. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm also 6'3", 225. <laughs> but, um, it's built like a tank, man. <laughs> yeah. Ruben's got this camera pointed downwards mm-hmm. on me, so that's why it looks like... It, it just isn't. looks like you're smaller yeah. than you yeah, are. We're just getting different angles, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think growing up... Um, Mental health was never the really topic of discussion here mm-hmm. um, in my household. And I think it just has to do with my cultural difference. You know, as a child growing up, it was always swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. I never really understood why until I started going out to family outings. Um, I'm not sure if anyone else relates to this, but when I first experienced it, it was pretty much like all their moms, like, treating us like trophies mm. like i'm not even like showing to, off the kid yeah kind of i'm thing. not even trying to like be funny here but yeah they never really talked about what we went through it's always just about our accomplishments and i never really understood why maybe there's just some pride going on mm. within families but um you know there was never a discussion of how we were feeling you know it was that sucks yeah yeah how was it for you i mean i think you know, you, you've grown up to a person mm. who's open to talking about it. And I think it, it shows, mm-hmm. by the way, you I mean, raised, even right? doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I grew up with just my mom, right. Um, mm-hmm. No siblings. So a different family dynamic. But I remember whenever to, I guess, mirror your example there of like going to family get togethers, family gatherings yeah. and stuff. Yeah. If I go to a family gathering, the first question is like, what's new? Yeah. Like, what's going on with you? Like, First thing they asked me is like, me, yeah. when are you going to be a nurse? When are you going to be a doctor? Really? It's never about what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. The, it'd be okay to ask about career aspirations, but it's not, it's them insinuating that I already have a choice. Right. right? That, that I have no choice, actually, that it's already predetermined. That you should be working towards this Yeah, thing. exactly. Like, why wow. Why would I want to choose something that I, I've never really thought about, you know? Yeah. What if we were like, creative in a different way yeah you know what if you know what if don't become yeah. like imagine a doctor who never wanted to be a doctor that's yeah. a fucking bad doctor you don't want yeah. that person like, what if he was really you? good at drawing yeah <laughs> he could have been the next agent e-banksy you never know man e-banks you, See, nope just banksy oh, banksy sorry. e-banksy is <laughs> evan's like a legend's character <laughs> fuck e-banksy yeah bro. he could have been the next banksy but no it was his whole career was predetermined by his parents and yeah. that's you know, that's never really something that sat well with me. Once again. Yeah. The tattoo. Tattoos, yeah. Going against the status quo. So I guess that feeds into that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it. I've always grown up, you know, challenging, you know, questions around me. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? And, you know, I think it, it really just goes down to basically how I was raised again. You know, mm-hmm. we never really had that discussion of what I wanted to be yeah. or how I was feeling. Yeah. So... I found any other way to express it and sometimes it was just me being a shithead (laughs) whatever it was but you know I think it it really changed how we were raised Mm -hmm. and how we handle things that sounds hard right yeah I mean I I want to say I turned out okay. Yeah. I hope I did. Yeah you're still still functioning. (laughs) Yeah I'm still working fine but still but I would I would say it was a lot harder than most Mm -hmm. because of you know how the cards played out mm-hmm. and you know it was never really my choice too you know yeah do you feel like they created maybe like pressure 
in your life to like be working towards these things that you weren't necessarily interested in doing yourself? I mean, no doubt. Like I was never, I was never really the, the smartest in the room. Oh, but you were, you were pretty smart in like high school. I remember you had like solid grades. Yeah. In in the academics that mattered. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I was like almost selectively smart. Sure. Like I, I knew which were academics and, which would show up on my transcript, so I would try. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try in foods, man. Right, <laughs> you, Dude, you man. really, th- you really think I'm gonna study for a foods test? Motherfucking <laughs> dishwater, man. Yeah, dude. By the way, me, Jesse, and Sebs were all in the same class for grade eleven. Dude, you guys are for the idiots, first, man. For the first term, and we were all in foods, so we had a, we had a fun game to play in foods. I hated this game. Were you in it too? I was in one of the ones where you guys fucking filled the sink with with knives, right? with knives, <laughs> yeah. cold water, and half a bottle of dish yeah. soap. So yeah. that you have to go in. Yeah, real fun. <laughs> you can fucking grab a single <laughs> knife, man. They all just slid out of your hand. Yeah, no, it was you know, uh, cutting yourself. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun for you. It was guys. fun for the people that were watching, dude. I remember you guys would just fuck up every recipe too. Yeah, no, we uh. Always the worst. Miss Kyo, if, <laughs> if you're watching this, I'm sorry, but uh, the table across from us, uh, one of their recipes went really bad, and it was because of us. We replaced their sugar with salt, <laughs> and it was it was like a flour based mixture, so you know it did not turn out well. And they were all just looking at each other, pointing fingers. And what happened? Just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it. Uh, it's like super bad. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> tiramisu. But yeah, no. I guess I was yeah selectively smart into the mm-hmm. ones that I wanted to mm-hmm. pursue. But um, then that pressure of like yeah. still working towards yeah one of these things. I feel like, and mm-hmm. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but did that play at all into like you pursuing a post secondary degree too? Because it yeah. seems like right now that's not a focus. Yeah. Because you found something that's working for you work. Yeah, I mean, right? I. We went to the same school for yeah. around like three and a half years. Yeah. I took a break and I found this position where I'm working at, you know, in the IT sector. Yeah, no, uh, I always, always thought that, you know, the traditional route would get me somewhere where I wanted to be. Yeah. And who would have thought that taking a break would lead me to where I, where I am now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm happy to be here, you know? Right. And, you know, it just really goes to show that things aren't always going to go as planned. Mm-hmm. you know and it just reminds me of how my parents wanted me to be x y z right whatever it was you know i turned out to be fine yeah and it was it wasn't determined at all you know i think we just gotta learn to spread our wings sometimes and yeah. fly <laughs> maybe i'll get a get some wings on buddy <laughs> wings on. <laughs> put them on the koi it turned into a dragon <laughs> hmm well I mean, I guess that makes a lot of sense then, but I, I'm, in a way, I'm sorry. I feel badly that you went through that kind of thing. And yeah, I've, it makes me more appreciative of the household that I had in terms of that yeah. part of my life. Nobody's yeah. upbringing is perfect, you know no what doubt. I mean? But I think that there are like pillars of, of your upbringing that yeah. matter. And I feel like mental health is, a, is an important one and just caring about what the person's doing. Yeah. I mean, you know? I think there are a lot of other people who've had it worse and they've mm-hmm. turned out to be better people. It's just how they choose to go about the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, they can let it ruin them or they can, you know, it, 
it just really is perspective. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like that beauty in the struggle kind yeah, of idea. You know, you know? It ain't yeah. how hard of it ain't how hard you get hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep going forward. Dude, man, isn't there... Why We Fall motivational video? That's what it is, hey? 77... I promise you, like, at least, like, half the crowd, so, like, four people who are watching this... Will know. Will know the video we're talking about. (laughs) There's only eight people that watch my video. (laughs) I'm just joking, but... No, like, everyone's watched Why Do We Fall, right? Of course. That scene really does resonate, you know? Mm -hmm. It... It kind of shows that, like, I think your identity as a person isn't shown by who you are in your highest and your biggest highlights. It's it's really about who you choose to be, you know, when you're when you're really down. You know, it's like who you grow into. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, who are you going to really be when you're in the lowest of lows? You know, mm-hmm. how you choose to react to it. You know, are you gonna let it keep you down? Or are you gonna get up? Push through it. Yeah. It's 10 count. I mean, that, that kind of falls in line with what I just talked about with Evan on the last episode yeah. too, where it's like you're, yeah, you it, it you don't hold yourself accountable for your past. Right? Yeah. That isn't a directly like sensical comparison here, but I think it, it's that same concept where where you were and who you were before does not determine where you are today and who you are today. Right. And so I think it's good that you've recognized that, that even though you didn't have this chance to talk about these kinds of things growing up, you maybe felt some pressure or people weren't like hearing you when you went to these family gatherings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But you still are finding a path for yourself. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I I, I still kind of feel bad in a way that how I sort of treated things, you know, I think just recently, mm. maybe like a year and a half, you know, going back to the first kind of question, yeah, um, it was hard for me to really express my emotions. And the only times that I would, would be times when I'm fully tanked. Sure. Right. And it's, then that's not a good time to express never, emotion. You know, yeah. I've, I've never been good at saying things when I'm tanked. I don't yeah. think anyone's good. No. And... I you love know. you, bro. That's the only <laughs> a good message that will ever come out when you're hammered. Every other message is not good. Yeah, no. Um, I agree on that part. <laughs> but, you know, it. there are some things that, you know, you say at that level. And, you know, you can't really take it back. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to live with that. And I think that's what really hit me, especially in COVID mm-hmm. um, or during 2020, sorry. Um, there was like a period in my life where I, I felt really lost, like around September, mm-hmm. you know, I started really distancing myself and yeah, I kind of <clears> noticed <throat> now that you say that, I kind of noticed that again. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I, like uh, before <clears throat> going back into that, you know, when, when COVID hit, I would say like the first half was really fun. Like mm-hmm. it was like, it was the closest that I've been ever been with anyone. You know, we were like me and the boys, even yourself sometimes too. Yeah. We were on Discord to like 6 a.m. Right. For like day in, day out. Playing whatever. Yeah. Watching whatever. We were just interconnected. Just hanging out. Online. Yeah. yeah. I never felt... There wasn't a time where I felt closer with them. Mm-hmm. And like it was something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I think having that kind of temporary feeling really pushed back on what I was truly you know, experiencing. And yeah. I, was, I was really lost internally um and that was my outlet you know instead of expressing it i i just 
came back the next day at like 4 p.m. when we would wake up, run it back. Right. Right. And it was just me really like delaying the inevitable. Right. And at the time I did get a job mm-hmm. and I, at where I work now, but it still didn't hit me that, you know, there was still a feeling where I was really lost. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the time there wasn't really people around. So I just, you know, I, I really wanted to put myself in a situation where, you know, I didn't need to express it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just scared that if I were to do it again, it wouldn't have went out well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of started isolating myself mm-hmm. and, you know, like you said, or like we, we discussed again, you know, I think at a moment in my life, I just realized that, you know, I can feel sorry for myself for as long as I want, but no mm-hmm. one's going to help me get up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as much as someone tells me, how are you feeling? You know, it. it no one's going to really tell you how to feel unless mm-hmm. you want to choose to feel that way. And, um, you know, I think that time where I, you know, isolated myself was, you know, a moment of growth, I guess, mm-hmm. because, you know, it really shows that you got something to really keep going for, yeah. right? You know, you just got to find inspiration wherever you can. And, you know what? Here I am. <laughs> yeah, you're doing fine. <laughs> I <But> hope so. <laughs> no, I guess it's it's kind of like you, maybe to clarify for myself, even like that period of time during the initial moments of COVID or the, mm-hmm. the earlier parts of COVID where you were able to connect with all the guys, it was delaying the inevitable of sort of confronting these feelings that you were having and yeah. this, this feeling of feeling lost and and not really knowing what like next steps yeah. were going to look like for you yeah. because you had gone through a period without a job. Yeah, no, right? I, yeah, I, I'd say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that period was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that there's responsible things, you know, that led me to that. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, it was something that, you know, no one else got me there but yeah. me. So it was still... That accountability my, piece. yeah my situation and yeah um there are other things going on in my life that i should have handled a lot better mm. and it affected you know my day-to-day you know i lost fuck i lost a lot of sleep during that yeah. time and like i couldn't couldn't sleep for like a long time and that led me to eventually being very tardy sure and at a time, I was working corporate at an investment firm, mm-hmm. and they did not fuck around. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. But no, that that place was fucking terrible, man. They they were <laughs> micromanaging and everything. Like they just wouldn't let me do my own thing. Sure. But once again, it was just like me setting myself up for failure. Sure. Right. Like I knew that this wasn't going to be a long term situation. So what can I do to get myself out of this without mm. actually getting myself out of this? Mm. So I started, you know, pulling some things. And seeing if I would get away with it, and sure. you know, you don't really get away with so those just making things. bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. in the end, I just made a lot of bad decisions. Mm. And once again, like I'm not saying that anyone res- anyone else is responsible, but myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still take full responsibility for all my actions. But it goes down to really showing how poorly I kind of express myself. Sure. Right. I couldn't talk about it to anyone else mm-hmm. right you know because the person, you put yourself in this like isolated place yeah and and yeah. the person that i did you know at the time talk to 
wasn't around anymore. Mm. You know, something that I did as well. Yeah. But, you know, it, it left me with the feeling of, you know, there's no one else that's going to tell me what to do but myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really just me in the highway. Right. So, you know, I, you know, you live and you learn, right? Mm-hmm. And in the end, I'm, I guess I would say I wouldn't regret any of the decisions because it's led me to where I am today. Right. You know, everything is a learning opportunity, right? You can take it as you will, but I really, I truly do believe that, you know, every hardship that you go over is something that you can learn from, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, that's just the only perspective and mentality you got to go with yeah especially when you're going through a lot of downhill right and i'm talking about a lot of downhill i'm talking about like peony roller coaster wooden one <laughs> you're about you're you're on the peak and you're going down and there's there's no it. going up right um you know that's just really you know it just shows how resilient are you really going to be right mm-hmm. are you gonna let it you know like rocky said are you gonna let it keep you keep you from getting up or are you gonna get back up right yeah but yeah Hmm. a lot of spill i think the the takeaway that i'm taking from our conversation today is like you can go through these periods of instability in your life and it's exactly like how you say it's not about like if you're going to get hit and then you're you're down as if you're going to get back up right and it's what you choose to do after a point of instability and and how you move forward from that that sort of determines where you're going next obviously um it's not an easy thing to do and sometimes it takes multiple experiences yeah you know to to get you to a point of that self-realization where you're now accepting it instead of someone else telling you like yo you got to do something different you know what i mean um yeah i think that everybody can make it out you know what i mean like anybody can make it out of that point if they can sort just find a way or be patient and, and accept the the ownership of it yeah right and and be okay with the decisions that you made and then that's what sort of allows you to to move forward from those decisions right and i guess different upbringings affect that um yeah yeah that's what i'm taking from today yeah no i i I agree i think just if i were to summarize things you're gonna take an l (laughs) and how you choose to take that l determines how you want to be in the future right? sure. you can let that l simmer and just marinate define you yeah define yeah. you or you can take that as a learning opportunity mm-hmm. and you know be the outcome that you want to be right yeah. just just learn from your l's learn from, learn your, l's. from your l's learn from your l's <laughs> That might even title that. <laughs> learn, title that. Learn, learn from, from your L's. All men learn from their L's. <laughs> Amen. Um, well, thanks, JJ. I appreciate you coming on, man, and and talking about yeah, just feelings. I guess I think that's what we didn't get into like detail about stuff, and that's fine because yeah, things don't have to be shared. Things are private yeah. sometimes, but just the feeling that you go through with um, with this kind of stuff is is good to get out there because other people probably have felt similar ways with you, especially when you talk about an upbringing like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are other people that have felt yeah, that same Yeah, I, I think there are, there are a handful of people, especially in that kind of culture, that Asian culture, mm-hmm. where everyone is just trying to showcase their kids as yeah. the best. And, you know, I guess it turns out to be okay for some people because they can use that as motivation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
I want to be the best one at the family outing. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's, only, there's only six of us. <laughs> this is nothing really to be proud of. Man. Okay. Well, thank you, Jage. And uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll think about just the perspective that you shared today on stuff. If I ever find myself in a period of, <laughs> of flux like that, a period of instability, I'll remember this conversation. Just make sure you learn from your L's. Just learn from your L's. <laughs> Um, everybody who's watching, listening, thank you for checking out this week's episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a good talk, Jage. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, too. Before we wrap this up, yeah, let's let the crowd or let's let the audience tell us about a time where they experience a nostalgic memory from a song. Oh, dude. Yeah. And like, tell us if about you it. have a song that actually sends you on like a, a memory trip post it and then i'll yeah listen to it and pick your guys's brains pick your brains thanks your bro. brains well i'll see you all next week have a good night peace peace out